When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Welcome back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at LA Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 301 of Rams Up. I got three things to share with you this episode. The first feature is my power rankings. We'll get to that in a second. Next up will be a continuation of that periodic segment we started. Episode 301, what Ram player of interest war number one will look back at a particular player, revisit his career. And at the end here, I'm going to discuss what I want to see from each position group from the Rams this year, regardless of how the season goes, wins or losses, playoffs or not. What would I like to see from each of these groups? Some quick injury news on the Rams first. Cooper Cup is good to go for Sunday, but but Quinton Lake is apparently out. That's really disappointing. He's been playing really well. He's had an uptick in snap counts over the last few games. I suspect that means a little bit more of Russ Yeast, who had apparently lost that starting job 
to John Johnson. Now remember, Lake had been covering the slot receiver against Seattle quite a bit, so Kobe Durant's going to have to get back on the field as well. At least we have some depth there, but disappointing Lake can't go with a hamstring issue. Ben Skowronik also questionable. Now, as for the power rankings, it's going to be a little bit confusing because I'm getting to this late in the week and four teams have already played. Four teams in the top 10 have already played, including the Lions, Cowboys, Dolphins, and 49ers. So bear that in mind. My number 10 team, unchanged from last week, the Cleveland Browns. They have that game at Denver coming up. They're 7-3. and three. I don't have a lot of faith on them holding that spot through the next few weeks, especially after they visit our mighty Los Angeles Rams. Browns could lose two straight here. Remember, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is their new quarterback, the rookie out of UCLA. And by the way, I have no new teams in the top 10, just a shuffling here. I think things are really starting to settle down as far as who the top 10 teams are. Number nine, the Houston Texans, six and four. They got that big game with the Jags. A lot of people picking the Texans, but I'm rolling with the Jags in that one. This will be proving time for the Houston Texans. Are they really a contender? Man, if they are, if they take this division, and if they beat the Jags, they very well could. What a job D'Amico Ryans has done in Houston. Number eight, dropping two spots, the Detroit Lions. Pretty disappointing performance by the Lions on Thursday morning. Jared Goff did not have a good day. Gotta drive Lions fans crazy. They've seen this movie too many times. They did well against the Packers last year, but man, they needed this win to have a shot at the number one seed. Probably kiss that goodbye. Maybe not. Lions have hit a little bump in the road. I think some people are overrating them. I've seen them in that five to eight range most of the season, and I think that's where they belong. My number seven team dropping one spot, the Jacksonville Jags, seven and three. I already talked about their big game with the Texans coming up. And number six, moving up one spot, the Dallas Cowboys, seven and three now. I'm not going to overreact to that schlacking of the Commanders. You know, the Commanders' defense, I've been kind of making a mistake here, just assuming they have a good defense because they have for years. But it's really been a struggle for them this year. Sam Howell, really impressed with him. But that was not a good showing by the Commanders, and the Cowboys took advantage. Not going to bump up the Cowboys too much based on that win. Now they get the Seahawks, a desperate Seattle team, at home next week. My number five team dropping one spot, the Baltimore Ravens, eight and three now. They traveled to SoFi to play the Chargers. In number four, the Kansas City Chiefs, seven and three. They traveled to Las Vegas. And the Chiefs or Ravens are two teams that have been underperforming a little bit. I'm not giving up on them. I think they're both going to be there at the end. I wouldn't be surprised if those two faced off in the AFC Championship. But the Dolphins may have something to say about that. And the Dolphins are my number three team. Took care of business on Black Friday against the woeful Jets. Dolphins, by the way, were my number three team last week as well. They travel to Washington. Oh, man. How many points are the Dolphins going to put up on the Commanders? Something to ponder. And my number two team, the San Francisco 49ers. Pretty impressive performance against Seattle. Seattle's kind of dinged up, though. Man, Seattle is going to be ruining that loss to the Rams because what do they have next? Seattle has the Cowboys, the 49ers again, and then the Eagles. 
schedule eases up after that, but it could be too late for Seattle. But the 49ers, they have that big game at Philadelphia, and that very well could be an NFC championship preview. Very likely will be a rematch of last year's game. 49ers 8-3. That'll be must-watch TV. And my number one team holds steady, the Philadelphia Eagles 9-1. They host the Bills this week before they get the 49ers. Remember, the 49ers have already played. I was tempted to bump the 49ers up over the Eagles, but hey, three losses, can't do it. So the Eagles get the Bills and then the 49ers. A little tough stretch there. There are my power rankings heading into week 12. Actually, four games from week 12 already in the bag. Feeling pretty good about the top nine at this point. Just going to be moving them around based on their week-by-week performance. Yeah, there's other teams that have a shot. We could see a surprise team reach the Super Bowl, but I think one of these top five teams, the Eagles, 49ers, Dolphins, Chiefs, and Ravens, I feel pretty strongly the next Super Bowl champion is going to be one of them. Episode 301, and we are going to continue that new feature. What ram do we want to talk about that war number one? Well, I could only find one guy. Now, there's probably more, but the one that's obvious and the one that I'm going to talk about is one of the great ram kickers of all time, barefooted kicker Mike Lansford. Played nine seasons for the Rams between 1982 and 1990. Career scoring leaders, he is number three behind Jeff Wilkins and Greg DeLegg. Wilkins, of course, had the advantage of playing a couple years more with the Rams and Lansford and also the beneficiary of one of the greatest, well, check that, the greatest offense in the history of the National Football League, the greatest show on turf. Now, Lansford's deal was he didn't have an especially strong leg. He was only four out of 17 from over 50 yards out. His career longest was 52 yards, but he was otherwise extremely accurate, made 75% of his kicks inside 45 yards, and he was also clutch. He never missed a last-minute game-tying or winning field goal. He had a 42-yard field goal at New Orleans in the final moments of the 1983 season, they give the Rams the win and send them to the playoffs. In 1989, he kicked a last-second field goal to beat the 49ers. In the 1989 divisional playoff game, he made two fourth-quarter kicks in really bad weather. That allowed the Rams to tie the game. They eventually won in overtime. That was the Flipper-Anderson game. He also had last-minute game-winning field goals to beat the Cardinals in 84, the 49ers in 86, the Bears in 1986, the Cards in 1987, and an overtime winner against the Saints in 89. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. 
And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Interesting story how he became a barefooted kicker. He was actually drafted by the New York Giants out of the University of Washington, but he had trouble getting the ball in the air. Remember, they used tees back then in the college game, did not transition well to the NFL game, kicking off the ground with a holder. So he was cut by the Giants, eventually cut by the 49ers and the Raiders. Looked like his NFL career was over before it got started, and he went to a camp with some other NFL kickers and developed a blister on his foot, took his shoe off and started kicking barefooted, and voila, the ball's getting up in the air, and he had finally figured it out. So he shows up at Rams camp, and Frank Corral was their veteran kicker at that time, and he was also their punter. So Lansford figured, hey, not only do I have to beat this guy out For the kicking duties, I probably need someone else to beat him out as far as punting goes. And in that camp that year was John Misko out of Oregon State, Johnny Hecker's school, interestingly. And they did it. Misko and Lansford beat out Corral, and Lansford's Ram career was born. So there you go, a Ram that wore number one for episode 301. Hey, more than halfway through the 2023 season, What I want to do here is identify what I want to see, what I want to see happen with each position group over the rest of this season. I'm going to start with the offensive line. Now, there's something I want to see them do in the draft with this group, but between now and the end of the season, I'd really like them to re-sign Kevin Dotson. We traded for this guy in the last year of his contract. He has performed really well. He might be our best offensive lineman week in and week out. Got to get this guy re-signed. That'll set us up in the draft. I don't think we're going to be able to find a good left tackle in free agency, but head into the draft and find a left tackle. 
Sorry, Alaric, I think that's the direction we got ahead. And what about the tight end group? You know, I've heard from many people, and I'm not necessarily disagreeing with this, that what the Rams are trying to do this year is identify which young players are keepers and which ones are not. But what we've seen them do with the tight end group is kind of contrary to that. They extend Tyler Higby and then Davis Allen and Bryson Hopkins. How many targets do those guys have between them? I want to say two or three, four or five, something like that. And then there's Hunter Long, and he just got healthy. I thought we'd see him get in on the action last week against the Seahawks, and that didn't happen. So I just want to see these guys get on the field and get some targets and contribute and make a contribution to this offense. And, I, you know, I don't know, maybe the Rams have already seen everything they need to see from these guys, but I'd find that really surprising you know, Ian Martinez shared on the roundtable that the Rams were considering trading up in last year's draft. They might have even tried to trade up to draft Dalton Kincaid. And I don't get it. What's the point? You know, you draft Davis Allen much later, and the guy hardly sees the field. Do we really think the Rams are going to get Dalton Kincaid involved in this offense? Rams have a track record of not getting young players involved in the first year. And if they're really trying to evaluate players, and that's what this is all about, not doing a very good job of it on the offensive side of the ball. I don't doubt they're trying to trade up for Dalton Kincaid, but I would question why they would do that. The wide receiver group, I, I think they need to keep on trying. They need to try harder to get Tutu Atwell going, especially get him going in space, jet sweeps, screens, whatever. Be a little creative. Let's get Tutu Atwell going. They have a little bit. Need to see more of that. Running backs, you know, Let's talk about Zach Evans. See note above about tight ends, right? This is kind of the same deal. If the Rams are really trying to evaluate young players, what's going on with Zach Evans? I think we'd all love to see him get five carries a game, right? The quarterback group just want Matthew Stafford to stay healthy, right? Keep him clean. That's all we can hope for. On the defensive line, I'd like to see Bobby Brown take a step forward and start dominating in that run game especially. We see flashes now and then. If Bobby Brown can be a Greg Gaines type of player, we're going to be in good shape on the defensive line. Probably need to go out and get one more rotational guy, but Kobe Turner, Aaron Donald, and Bobby Brown, that's a good starting group. Jonah Williams has shown some a little bit as well, but we need Bobby Brown to pick up his game just a little bit. The edge rushers, we need them to close the deal more. You know, we keep on hearing about how much pressure they bring. We need to close the deal, put the quarterback on the ground, mainly talking about Byron Young, and maybe we'll see more of O'Shawn Mathis. Nick Hampton seems to be a bit of an afterthought at this time, limited to special teams for the most part. Michael Hoyt actually playing fairly well, but I want to see more from these younger guys. You know, I don't know what to say about the linebacker group. Ernest Jones has been playing at a very high level. We have to have realistic expectations with Christian Roseboom and Jake Hummel and some of these other guys. So I don't know what to say about that. Just keep Ernest Jones healthy, I guess. The cornerback group, I want to see Trey Tomlinson get on the field. Kind of falls into that Davis, Allen, Hunter Long, Zach Evans category. Just get him on the field, all right? Can we do that? At some point, I want to see him play some slot. Rams played two cornerbacks against Seattle. Trey Tomlinson didn't get a snap. 
At safety, you know, I was in love with Russ Yeast, and then we saw what happened against Seattle. All of a sudden, it's John Johnson out there. Russ Yeast really limited in his snap counts. Jordan Fuller's a free agent, so now I'm a little bit worried about that position. Is Russ Yeast the guy? Does Raheem Morris think Russ Yeast is still the guy? John Johnson is also a free agent. We can have a void there at safety, so we need to find out more about Russ Yeast. And on special teams, hey, Lucas Haversick, are you the guy or not? <laughs> we just need to find ourselves in situations where we're trying 48-yard field goals, 53-yard field goals, and the mid-range shorter ones as well. See if he is a reliable kicker. If he is, man, that takes a lot of stress off the Rams in free agency because, as I mentioned a couple podcasts ago, I thought Greg DeLeg would be a good target in free agency be nice if we didn't have to go that route if Lucas Haversick turns out to be the guy. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.